Do you know what your customer acquisition cost is or CAC or even why it's an important thing to look into or to understand? I've recently just calculated my CAC and I never have before. So I thought it was about time that I did and I wanted to share with you what my customer acquisition cost is, but more importantly, why I think it's important to go and find out what yours is and the insights that it can offer to your business as a more overarching figure, something to just take into account. Don't like make or break everything off this one figure, but it does tell an interesting story about your business and will spur you to go and investigate some other parts of your business to see how things could be improved or maybe where you can find some efficiencies. On this journal style podcast, I share my day-to-day trials and triumphs in growing two e-commerce businesses that I started in 2020. Join me as I share from my kitchen table in Adelaide, Australia. Let's face it, navigating the small business world feels less daunting and less lonely when we share our experiences with someone else. If you're tired of being all the marketing roles in your business, or you just need more customers, I offer expert traffic support tailored to your business through Facebook and Instagram strategy support. Because our goals and our business growth and success needs us to be the driver of the steam train, not the one stoking the coals. Hey, welcome to Aussie E-Commerce Mum. My name is Rachel. This is episode 51. I'm going to talk to you today about CAC, which is an acronym for Customer Acquisition Cost. And I think there's other acronyms too that probably mean the same thing. But I'm going to talk to you about a Customer Acquisition Costs. Acquisition, acquisition, I have trouble saying that word already and I've just started. And do you know what your customer acquisition cost is for your business? Do you know how much it costs you to acquire a new customer? Do you know what knowing this metric in your business is really crucial? I should say crucial, it is crucial, but I haven't really looked at mine in great detail at all ever in three years and I thought today was probably the day and the time to do so if I was going to talk to you all about it. But why is it important? Why is it important to know how much it costs you to acquire a new customer? I think it's important for several reasons. Here's some of them. Is that it helps you become more efficient with, I guess, where you spend your money, um, how much you want to spend on your advertising, and uh, just to know that. I mean, if you knew your customer acquisition cost was $10, that, that might spur you to pump hundreds, if not thousands of dollars into your marketing. If you knew your customer acquisition cost was $100, that little insight might, might lead you to make some new decisions too about your marketing and where you want to spend your marketing dollars and how you can make that far more efficient. I think it helps with our budget planning too. So you can be a little more realistic about your, your budgets for your marketing because if you haven't done a lot of marketing for your e-commerce or your um, business before, you, you might be thinking it, it costs far more than it does, or you may you may be caught up in like the online business craze that is all over the internet in the last few years, probably since the pandemic. And you may think that you can require customers for dirt cheap, when in actual fact, that's probably not realistic at all. So if you don't know what this number is for your business, how do you know if it's a good number or a not so great number? How do you know if you're profitable? If you're not profitable, how do you know if acquiring a customer is costing you far too much money and you're not profitable at all? Uh, particularly if you don't if you if your customer only buys once from you and not long term or not repeat or how do you know if if that m- number you have is amazing and so cheap and you should totally pump more cash into that venture because it's obviously super super great and working for you and your business. You know what knowing your customer acquisition cost also 
helps you to evaluate the effectiveness of all your marketing in all of the different channels and all the efforts you put into your marketing for your business to get more customers. And it helps with your long-term growth as well because maybe you offer a subscription like I do, which I've done for a few months now, which I am loving, by the way. I have so many more episodes coming up about subscriptions. Or maybe you have a website or business that's just once off purchases maybe customers buy a product from you in a traditional e-commerce environment do they buy that product once you know once you know in decades like perhaps a wedding dress or do they buy it in an e-commerce website like traditional shops but they come back a lot like um i don't know something consumable like body lotion or bath bombs or candles that can be consumed but customers will come back again and again or they only buy once, like I said, like a wedding dress or a TV or I don't know, a car, who knows, all those things. Or do you have reoccurring revenue like I do with a subscription box? So those those dollars come in on a more regular um, systematic basis. So there's so many reasons to know what your customer acquisition cost is. What is your CAC for your website and your business? And if you don't know, these are the steps to go and find it, which is what I did just before starting this episode, because I'd never really gone to look. I do know I'm profitable. This year I have been profitable, and that's due to a lot of reasons. I think one of the main reasons I'm profitable in 2023 is the pure focus of my energy and time. It's incredible what focused energy and time does in growing anything in your life, and business is no exception. So let's see, we need to gather some data to do this. So I suggest you save this episode, come back to it later, add it to a playlist where you can come back and listen again, you know, copy the link and email it to yourself or something so that you can come back to this episode and sit down then and look at some of these metrics to find out for yourself in your own business, what is your customer acquisition cost? So the first thing you need to know is your advertising spend. I advertise on Facebook and Instagram um, and that's about it. I do have a YouTube channel, I have a TikTok account, I'm on Google and I do blogging you know for SEO and things like that but I spend my marketing dollars on Meta for so many reasons. If you've just joined me for the first time you'll have to go back and listen to some other episodes but for so many reasons I spend my marketing dollars on Meta. Do you know what? Let me give you the top line, the headline reason why. Everyone's on Facebook. If you have anything you are trying to sell um, online, your customer is on Facebook. Whether you spend a lot of time on Facebook yourself or not, um, if your demographic is even even younger people are probably still on Facebook in some regards or Instagram in some regards. But let's just say as a broad headline, if your customer, your ideal customer is maybe over 25, you need to be advertising on Facebook. That's my that's my takeaway for you. <laughs> but let's get back to what we're doing. Okay, so you need to find how much you've been spending on Meta recently or wherever you are spending your advertising dollars, even like TV or print ad or I don't know, radio or TikTok or Google or wherever you happen to be spending advertising dollars, an influencer even, all those things, find that that um, figure, you'll need that figure first. Now you need to decide what time frame you're going to look at here. I looked at this time frame over two months. I thought, let's, let's not look at just one month. I thought I'm going to look at a two month period. So I looked at June and July this year. You might want to look at maybe I should have done three months as a quarter. It might be might be a better metric, but for this scenario and this example, I just looked at a two month block. 
One month you could look at too. I guess it depends on the volume of your store. If you're fairly new to e-commerce and a fairly new business, this window is probably going to need to be a lot bigger to give you any data that's actually um, valuable. If you are pumping out as a business and growing and uh, lots of customers, lots of orders, lots of lots of things going on in your business, you could probably look at a month and you'll be able to get some accurate data. So I looked at two months. The other metric you're going to need, so you're going to need your advertising dollars total, the total advertising dollars. You're going to need to decide what time frame you're looking at. And now you're going to need to look at your customers in that same time frame. So if you look on Shopify, you want to look at the number of customers you acquired during that period. It can be found in your Shopify dashboard. Now, I'm sure there are ways in Shopify. Honestly, I, I, if I'd spent more time, maybe I could have found it. Maybe it was just too late at night. I don't know. But I couldn't find where to find the exact data that would give me a first time customer acquisition. It obviously gives me the number of purchases I get in a period. So your Shopify dashboard will tell you how many orders you've had in that time. It will also tell you how many of those orders come from first time customers versus repeat customers. So I just used the first time customer percentage and then worked out how many orders that might be in the same time frame. So say in this time frame, 50%, let's let's give you a quick example. This might help understand better of where you can find this metric, even though it's not going to be 100% accurate, it will be very, very good to give you some data. Let's say when you look at your Shopify dashboard and you look at a one month period, you get 100 orders. So you've had 100 orders in one month. If your Shopify dashboard tells you that 50% of those were returning customers, that means 50% were first time customers, which means 50% of 100 is 50 orders. Now think about this a little more deeply. You could have a customer come to you in this one month window and place their first order. That's their first order. But this customer could also come back two days later and buy again. Well, now they're a repeat customer. So even though the Shopify dashboard here would class that one individual customer in this one month window as a repeat customer because they bought twice, really, you would love to know that because you actually acquired them also in that same month. So they really should go towards your customer acquisition cost. This is why I think the Shopify dashboard doesn't give you the exact accurate number. You really, really do need to work this out. And maybe I should have gone to Google Analytics. Now I'm thinking about it out loud. I then went to Clavio and tried to do some segments and reporting. I also couldn't really find the exact figure or the exact stat, the exact metric I was looking for. Perhaps Google Analytics would have told me exactly what I want, which is the customer acquisition cost. The very first customer, the first time they bought in that window, how many of them there were. But you know what? In any case, because I haven't gone to find this number before, I'm just going to go with what Shopify gave me, in which case it told me that, you know, 50% of them were repeat customers in this window. Then I'm just going to, you know, take my total orders and halve it and say that half of the orders were first time customers. Like I said, it's not it's not the most incredibly clean, accurate figure, but it, it at the moment I have no figure. And perhaps at the moment you have no figure also, in which case, in which case, this is going to be better than not having any metric at all or any idea at all of what your customer acquisition cost is. So go to your Shopify dashboard, find how many of your customers were repeat during this time period, and then take the other percentage that were obviously brand new, and then work out from your total orders, how many of the orders then were actually from brand new customers. 
So there's a little bit of work there to do with your Shopify dashboard, but there's also probably other ways to find this metric out maybe that I didn't just go and look closely enough to find out and perhaps Google would have given it to me. In any case, now you've got these metrics. This is a simple, simple equation. Now you've got this data. You just need to take your total advertising spending and divide it by the number of customers that you got. That's all you need to do. That actually gives you your customer acquisition cost. How much did you spend in advertising? How many customers did you acquire because you spent that money? That's the number you are going to get from dividing your total advertising spend by the number of customers you acquired during this same time period. And like I said, I looked at a two month period. So if this number is low, it means you are acquiring customers pretty efficiently. But if it's really high, like I said before, if it's like a hundred bucks, I mean, it would depend on what sort of product you sell. If you acquire a customer for a hundred dollars, but you do sell wedding dresses, it's probably actually really good. It does depend on your individual business and knowing those details is really important. You want to be sure you include all the relevant costs in this equation. Like I said, do you advertise in print, on radio, in other sorts of media, on TikTok, on Google? All of those things need to come into this advertising um, figure before you try and guess how much you've spent to acquire a particular customer. So all of the things, you know what you could even look into if you had a graphic designer create some creative work for you. Do you include that cost as well in this total advertising budget or spend you know what perhaps you would if you did you perhaps you you could do that do you know what if I look at my customer acquisition cost today and then I decide okay but for the next three months I want to revamp everything I want new ads I want new creative I want some videos I want some UGC I want some influencer videos or assets and I'm going to pump some money into some creative production I'm going to get a graphic designer I'm going to get a videographer I get a VA to help me with all this. And then after this, say a little three month window, I look at my CAC again. You know, in that scenario, I would totally include all of those costs in all of those efforts because it was a bit of a campaign, a bit of a revamp or a bit of an experiment. So I would want to know if all of those new things that I created and paid for made a difference to my customer acquisition costs, because perhaps those new things I did meant I acquired way more customers. Maybe I decided to go ahead and revamp all the copy on my website, all the creative on social media, new ads, new creative, new videos, new images, new carousels, and I pay someone for that service. Well, then maybe the efficiency of my advertising budget would increase. And instead of acquiring 300 customers, I acquire a thousand customers then yeah, I would totally include those costs in this equation because I would be able to sort of reasonably, common sense here, guys, I'm just talking common sense. It's not, I haven't got any scientific line to draw here, but commonsensically, you would think all of that cost in creating those new assets was directly attributed to my new customers that I acquired. Like it totally made a difference, in which case I would include all of those things in my new customer acquisition cost. I guess another thing to keep in mind with working out your CAC is uh, attribution. Is that, you know, remember things are not quite the same on Meta as they used to be. So attributing sales to your advertising is so much trickier than what it used to be. I hear a lot of um, traffic experts and marketing experts use the term the messy middle, which is so true. In other words, it can be easy to see how a customer clicked on 
your ad on Facebook or maybe liked a video or commented for you something on the platform. And then sometimes it can be easy to see the opposite end. You see someone come to your website, add to cart and make a purchase. But the whole part in the middle of where that customer found you, where they actually clicked through to your website, was it on Google, was it um, on Facebook, was it on TikTok, where was it versus um, what it used to be like before 2021 is very different. So I guess even when working out your CAC, remember to keep in mind this is a tool to help you in your business and your e-commerce growth. But never look at any one point of data in isolation. I think you can always remember that that can be a real problem. It's really dangerous to just look at one set of data in isolation and not the whole story or everything else that might be going on or the limitations of the data that you collect, like I talked about before with your Shopify dashboard and trying to find your first time customer versus returning. Yeah, that 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 way of measuring the data or collecting the data is probably not 100% clean, but it's still valuable if I don't hang everything off this one bit of data. If I'm not deciding whether to keep my business going or to close my business based off this one point of data, which is my CAC, it is just a tool. It's something else that gives me information and insights into the bigger picture of running my business. So I encourage you the same when you calculate for yourself what your customer acquisition cost is. It's important and it's valuable, but always remember that it is one point of data, one thing to look at. Never look at it in isolation. Always then think about it in the bigger picture of your whole business. Because something else that's um, important in your CAC is the lifetime value. And that is a whole nother calculation in itself. The lifetime value of your customer is a whole nother calculation to do. And I find that far more taxing on my brain. I haven't yet been able to work that out for my own business. But I guess when I think about it, I can think about my subscription box versus a once off purchase. So I know there is a lifetime value there. And that's something else to look at down the track. But for the moment, my custom acquisition cost, the actual figure that I have come up with and that you come up with, you do sort of get that figure and then think, what does that mean for my business? Is this a good amount to pay for a customer because they're only buying once? Is this a good amount to pay for my customer because they'll come back every six months to replenish? Is this a good amount to pay for my customer because they're on a subscription? And this same revenue figure will be charged to their credit card again and again and again on repeat. So all of those things, I know that's so much kind of to take in, which I think is important as business owners. It's important, you know, we we are we are the captain of our ships. We are the driver of our train. If you think about a business like a steam train, we are the driver of it. We have to take in all these various sorts of data and information and the nuances of it. Data can be black and white, but data can also tell you what it is you are trying to demonstrate. I think it's important to remember, try not to pull figures out that make you get the story you want, but try and get all the points of data that to tell you the story you need to take on board as a business owner. So you're not blindsided, you're not burying your head in the sand, and you're not hanging um, you know, life or death decisions off this one point of data but understand the limitations of it and take all of it in, in um, conjunction with everything else that's going on. So go ahead and create your own CAC. Find out what yours is 
and find out in what window you decide to look at your CAC as well. So I looked at two months. I looked at June and July for 2023. I have two websites. So on one website in June and July for a two month period, I had 109 first time customers and my average order value is $50 for that website. I spent on Meta $2,600. Based off of that, my CAC is $24. Basically, by calculation, like I said before, is when you're working out CAC, you just take your advertising spend and divide it by the number of customers that you uniquely acquired for the first time. It's a crude metric, it's still valuable, it still has insights to offer. So mine was, I spent on Meta $2,600 and I got 109 first time customers. That gives me $24 customer acquisition cost. Now, I'm, that's really, I'm really happy with that because my average order value is $50. So I'm actually already profitable off the first purchase. For acquiring a customer through the advertising dollars that I choose to spend on my website on Meta, I'm profitable straight away. Because my average order value, I could expect about a $50 purchase for my very first customer. And if I spent $24 on that very first customer, sure, that's a lot of money for a customer. But remember, it's their first purchase, which is always your most expensive to get from that one customer. And then I could go look at how often the purchase the customer purchases, over what time frame, how often, which is your customer lifetime value, a whole nother metric. But I can tell you obviously just from based off of my experience in selling and the number of orders I fulfill and the customer names I see over and over and over again, it's not uncommon for a customer to purchase from me probably three times in about six months. And some of my, my customers I've had the longest who have spent the most have purchased from me 13, 14, up to 17 times. I have a customer who shops 17 times from me over about a two year period. But I commonly see customers shopping third time purchase, fourth time purchase, and, a, and often over a five to six month period. So I am more than happy that my customer acquisition cost is $24. Um, and my average order value is 50. I'm really happy with those two kind of things when I look at them side by side. Do you know what? Then I thought, let's go look at my CAC for a year ago. I wonder what my CAC was 12 months ago. I always like to look at data based on a year ago as well, just to see the difference, the change. It just it gives you more information. It gives you a bigger story. So when I look at 2022, I had 119 first time customers in this two month window. My average order value was $47. I spent on Meta $3,200. So that meant my CAC was $27. So in June and July 2022, my customer acquisition cost was $27 for a first time customer. And this year it's $24. I mean, a little bit better, not crazy, crazy different. So still happy. And you know, when I look at both of those two month windows side by side, the data is very similar. There's nothing massively different about that. So things are still going along like they were about a year ago. So I'm not I'm not like massively excited about those figures, but at the same time I'm also not really concerned about those figures either. Now when I look at my other website, the same two month period, uh, I had 107 first time customers. The average order value is $75. On Meta, I spent $3,100 which gave me a CAC of $29.
that same website now 12 months prior so june and july 2022 this is really different so 126 first-time customers average order value is 72 i spent on meta 2400 dollars my customer acquisition cost is 19 dollars so my second website at the moment my customer acquisition cost now is about $29, which I'm wrapped with again, because my average order value is 75. So again, I'm profitable straight off the bat with this website, but these customers purchase a lot less frequently. I also have to keep that in mind too. The purchases are a little bit more expensive and less likely to come back regularly to buy again and again. So more first time customers, less repeat for this website. But on this website, a year ago, my CAC was only $19 with an average order value of 72, which is insane. It's now prompt me, I need to go back and look at what I was doing a year ago on this website to see what was happening and why my customer acquisition cost was so low in 2022 compared to now 2023, it's $10 higher per customer acquired. So that's given me some interesting things to go investigate. So you will find the same when you calculate this for yourself. I'm sure it's going to give you some interesting metrics that you're going to want to go back and now and look at what the bigger picture is. What is going on? What things do you want to maybe remedy or improve or just to be aware of or um, like amplify and push forward in because you think things are going so great. So it is one piece of the puzzle, a CAC, and it's always really valuable to find this out. I found it valuable by doing this process and it's given me some interesting things to go and look at um, moving forward. Off the top of my head, the first thing that came to my mind with one of my websites where my um, CAC is similar, so it's now $24 and then a year ago it was 27 and my average order value is similar. And um, so all of the stats are pretty similar to a year ago. I'm actually, what concerns me about that is I feel like I'm probably exhausting my audience. I'm a bit worried with that website. My top of funnel is not big enough. I need to do more work on the top of funnel to bring more people into my brand to begin with, to introduce them to my brand to begin with, because a lot of these customers will purchase again and again and again. My returning customer rate on this website is very high. It's 47% which is has its pros and cons like there are good size and bad size of most metrics that's great means my customers will come back again and again and again but at the same time i'm i'm worried i will exhaust this group of people um and then my my meta prices you know my my cpms are going to increase my cac will increase as well i feel like i need to probably be pumping more brand new leads into the top of funnel with this website to make sure that this this train keeps moving and rolling along and doesn't grind to a halt. That's probably the first thing that jumps out at me just with having similar figures to a year ago. Like I said, things aren't going bad at all then. Things are going slightly better than they were a year ago. So that's great. Um, But also I have far more time on my hands this year to to be spending on this business. So I had maybe expected things to be going better than they are. Um, so that's something I'm thinking about, but I do wonder if I probably need to do more work on top of funnel to make sure that this group of customers and my sort of ideal audiences on Meta isn't exhausted over time. With the other website, what's been so interesting is how much more my CAC is to a year ago. So my CAC is $29 now, 
a year ago it was 19. That's quite a big difference and I'm really interested to look a bit more into why that might be. Off the top of my head it might be that I actually have a very small product range and I haven't added anything to that product range in a long time. So I think perhaps lots of people and customers and followers online have seen my products over and over and over and over and then a lot of them do decide to buy but it takes them maybe longer to make that decision. Um, nothing is maybe exciting them. That's that's sort of where I feel, that's where I feel. And, and like I said, that that is maybe just my interpretation of some data. I do think I need to go look at more data on that website to get a bigger picture because I do think something might be there amiss that I need to fix. I'm not sold, I'm not 100% certain what it is yet. I need to pay attention to and maybe move some needles and pull some levers or whatever the cliches are to make some changes. But I one thing that has been on my mind for a few months now is that I need something fresh and exciting. I feel like my, my customers need some excitement from the brand. So that is one thing that could be part of why my CAC is increasing. A little bit of a similar problem perhaps to my first website is that the audience is a bit fatigued, a bit worn. Um, that's something I'm considering. Even though my first website, the CAC has dropped to a year ago, it hasn't dropped massively. It's dropped from $27 to acquire a new customer to $24 to acquire a new customer. It's not a big enough drop that I'm like, you know, swinging from the chandelier or anything. But my other website has increased $10 per customer. That's, that is something I probably feel like I need to do a little bit more investigating on. So what can your CAC tell you? So I would encourage you to go and find out your customer acquisition costs if you don't already know it, because it will help you um, allocate resources more efficiently. It will help you budget better for marketing. It will help you, you know, be a little more aware of where your profitability sits with your business. And maybe if you're happy with that, not happy with that, ways you could maybe improve that. It'll help you evaluate your advertising performances too. You could obviously isolate this CAC evaluation to your Google campaign, to your meta campaign, to your paid, to your whatever. You could isolate your results based on the specific campaign. So you could calculate a CAC for Google or for meta or for radio or for TikTok and all that sort of stuff. But as a whole, it's going to give you insights into how to be more effective with the marketing dollars that you do spend and give you maybe insights or ways you could improve your long-term growth, like a subscription versus once-off purchase. Maybe calculating your CAC will give you reason to consider different ways your customers can buy from you and ways to then reduce your CAC as well by maybe increasing a long time customer value, thinking about ways to increase your conversion rate on your website or ways to um, include some sort of subscription or recurring revenue or ways you could add an order bump or an upsell. Other metrics that you might want to then try and improve a little bit that will also help you with your customer acquisition costs. So I hope this has helped you, this, this diary style podcast episode I'm sharing here just some encouragement for you and some wins and pitfalls and challenges and data which I always enjoy sharing. I hope as we spent this time together it's given you some insight into ways that 
um, my experiences might support you in your own e-commerce businesses too. Head to my website. You can reach out to me through my website for a free discovery call. Yep, that's new. I now have discovery calls. You can head to my website. You can reach out to me via email and have a free discovery call if you need some help or would like some strategic insight into your Facebook and Instagram advertising or you just don't want to do it anymore. <laughs> you want someone else to do it for you. And you can find me at aussieecommercemum.com.au. I'll see you next time. As always, keep learning.